Hello and welcome to the latest Lancet podcast. I'm Richard Lane and it's Friday, August the 16th. This week we're talking cardiology. Let's hear from the author of this week's podcast interview, introducing himself. Professor Gerd Heusch, director of the Institute of Pathophysiology at the University of Essen Medical School in Germany. Professor Heusch, many thanks indeed for talking to The Lancet. You're one of the authors of a research paper published in this themed cardiology issue of The Lancet. This concerns remote ischemic preconditioning in the context of coronary bypass surgery. Let's start off with some basics. Can you just tell us what is remote ischemic preconditioning and what is its potential in helping patients who are undergoing bypass surgery? Well, we know for almost 25 years that the heart does not simply fall victim to occlusion of a coronary artery and simply undergoes infarction. But in fact, it has an autoprotective program that can be activated by simple mechanical interventions. We know for many years that brief coronary artery occlusion and reperfusion that precedes a more sustained occlusion of the coronary arteries attenuates myocardial infarction. That is the phenomenon of local uh, ischemic preconditioning. Now, the remote ischemic preconditioning refers to the fact that such autoprotective program in the heart can even be recruited if another organ distant from the heart is made ischemic and then reperfused, such as the arm or the kidney or the mesentery or something else. And in a very simple clinical application, the arm can be made ischemic by inflation of a blood pressure cuff and then reperfused, and such cycle can be repeated a few times. And the end result is that the heart switches on its autoprotective program and comes out better from an infarction. And such infarction on a micro scale is always um, involved in more complex cardiac surgery, such as coronary bypass surgery. And in that fashion, remote ischemic preconditioning by inflation of a blood pressure cuff around the arm may actually attenuate the damage that is inevitably associated with coronary bypass surgery. Thank you. That's a very elegant explanation. Tell us about your research program here, this, this randomized trial that you're one of the authors of. What has previous research up until your study, which we'll discuss in a minute, what has previous research told us, or, or putting it another way, how is your study new and different? Previous research in animals has, has shown the phenomenon of remote ischemic preconditioning and mechanistically uh, established it beyond doubt. And other investigators have already shown that such remote ischemic preconditioning-induced protection can be activated in bypass surgery, but also during percutaneous coronary interventions, and even in patients who have a spontaneous myocardial infarction and undergo such remote ischemic preconditioning during that transport to an hospital. In all these studies, protection of the myocardium by remote ischemic preconditioning has already been shown in patients. What has not been established so far and what is novel in our study is that we have looked for clinical endpoints. Does the protection also appear in prognosis and health outcome for the patient, whereas all these previous studies have actually evidenced the protection only in laboratory 
or imaging uh, parameters, which may not be so important for the patient's well-feeling or even the patient's long-term health. What were the specific aims of this current study, this trial that you're an author of? We compared patients who underwent bypass surgery under isoflurane or propofol anesthesia and assigned those patients to either a placebo group or a group undergoing three cycles of five minutes inflation of a blood pressure cuff around their left arm. And then we established protection in the first place, again, by a biomarker, that is the troponin elevation over the first 72 hours following bypass surgery. And there we confirmed prior studies in providing evidence for protection on a biomarker level. Then, however, we also followed all these patients up for their long-term recovery from bypass surgery up to a maximum of four years. And what we found is that the protection not only was evidenced on a biomarker level, but actually manifested itself an improved long-term outcome. We had less all-cause mortality and less cardiovascular mortality in the long-term follow-up in those patients undergoing remote ischemic preconditioning. And that is truly novel. Just briefly mention, how many patients were in each arm of the trial? We had 162 undergoing remote preconditioning and compared them to 167 undergoing placebo. We had three deaths, uh, all-cause deaths, in the remote preconditioning as compared to 11 deaths in placebo. Thank you. Now, this very clear result that you got, not just cardio protection from the remote ischemic preconditioning, but overall a, a decrease in an all-cause mortality. Can you offer any suggestions or explanations as to, as to why that result came about? That's a very good question. At that first glance, we were also surprised by this finding. But in retrospect, we became aware that causing ischemia in the arm of course, elicits a total body response. Why would only the heart be protected? And in fact, we also found that kidney function was also better in those patients undergoing remote ischemic preconditioning acutely. And more chronically, we found also less strokes in those patients undergoing remote ischemic preconditioning. So our tentative explanation is that the remote ischemic preconditioning elicits a total body systemic protective response that also protects other parenchymatous organs such as brain and kidney from undergoing ischemic and reperfusion damage. Just to clarify, and is that the first time this systemic protection has been shown in yes. such a study? Yes. Clearly a really fascinating result here. The obvious next question, what are the implications for practice? There must be clearly, presumably, some, some, some very clear implications for the management of patients undergoing bypass surgery. I think we provide very solid evidence. However, and admittedly, this is a single-center study in a very uh, select group of patients. We excluded diabetics for the most part of our studies, and we have a special anesthesia and cardioplegia regimen for our single-center cardiac surgery study. So as soon as larger-scale studies and possibly multi-center trial data are available that show that this form of protection can be achieved under slightly different circumstances, I think that is really going to change guidelines. You will want to undergo uh, three times of a blood pressure cuff inflation, which is done under anesthesia anyway, so you don't even feel 
the discomfort of it and have better protection during bypass surgery. So I would be very positive that as soon as more larger scale data are available, that this is really going to change how patients are going to be prepared for cardiovascular bypass surgery. Indeed. And do you see that your your team in Germany, as you say, this is a single center study. Are you going to be taking this research further yourself, or is it up for others now, to, as you say, to 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 come up with a multi multi center study? Multi center trials are already underway. There is the Erica trial that is actively recruiting in the UK, and there's another international multi center trial that is already underway to look at more generalized conditions of coronary bypass surgery. We ourselves in Essen are trying to be a little more mechanistic. We want to know how the signal actually gets from the ischemic reperfused arm to the myocardium and what exactly does it there to elicit a cardioprotective program. So we are after mechanistic signals here and try to identify those. Well, it's a fascinating area, and I'm sure we're going to hear a lot more about it. I'm sure, hopefully, we're going to publish a lot more about it <laughs> in The Lancet. But uh, We'll try. <laughs> yeah, indeed. But really fascinating and uh, very interesting to talk to you. So, Professor Gerd Heusch on the line from the University of Essen in Germany. Many thanks, indeed, for talking to The Lancet. Thank you for your interest. And do look out for all the other cardiology content in the issue, which will be going to the European Society of Cardiology meeting later this month. Thanks for listening. See you next time.